Hello and welcome to the yearly 2021 Awards of the Year Awards for Excellence Awards show. <laughs> yes. Awards. Awards. Um, yeah. You might be wondering, you know, hey, this is March. But, it is know, March. How could we ever forget 2021? Well, and it ended, and as we're recording this, it seems to have, uh, well, historically ended quite, uh, <laughs> quite abruptly. Yeah, well, I was... It was, up, it was up in the air whether like I'd even do it. I thought it's... we were. I thought we would do it, but it's like it's the kind of thing of like, well, twenty twenty one was kind of trifling. Oh, it was in shit. many ways, it, it was shit, but it was it was trifling. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like there was a lot. Well, it does of feel like that compared to now. Exceptions, and it does feel. It's amazing like how trifling it feels to... when tanks start going into into um, Ukraine. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it was a big year for me. I got married. Shit, I've left my ring when I got home. You um, <laughs> I don't have any ring. Oh, I forgot it. <laughs> you don't just have it on all the time. I don't have it on all the time because it's quite loose. It slips off. I need to get it uh, amended. <laughs> but, yeah. Just in case any yummy mummies in uh, Walthamstow Square. Uh, well, I knew the, uh, I was coming to Walthamstow today, so, you know. But it's one of my favourite things to do. It's like, whenever any, any woman. for the ladies. Whenever any, any woman, actually any person talks to me, I just go, sorry, I'm taken. <laughs> it doesn't matter who they are postman uh, police officer and that's 40p change I'm, I'm sorry I'm taken I'm taken I'm taken <laughs> that's very Look, kind but I'm flattered really this is more embarrassing for me than it is for you but I'm taken yes so this is a Wendy's but um we're doing something different this time because I couldn't <clears throat> there isn't really a theme for our music award for worst political song it's not going to be like a worst Rona song or a worst Brexit song that dog is just going crazy. Um, it, they're all being mushed into one. It's the worst political songs from the last... I was going to do 12 months, but I'm going to open it up to 14 months, mainly for one specific song. Um, the only way I was going to make it more targeted was to do all songs from one particular family in Faversham, but it felt a bit mean to aim an entire like, it's podcast rough, it's a rough work balance of hate to strike, at a family of Faversham. It's a rough balance to strike between hating someone's creative output so much that you just pick on them. Yeah, I could do it with Mitch Ben. Um, just like, yeah, no, I think the, he's that's the other end. Yeah. yeah, Maybe we'll do an episode in, in the future on um, the just the horror that is that man. Maybe he'll write a song about us. It's time I'm really pissed off. It's time I'm really pissed off. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm going to put, there's going to be a song between each section and then at the end we're going to decide yes. on which is the worst song of the year. But also, you might have heard it, he, we are joined by a special guest. Yes, we have Bobby. Bob. Rob. Hello folks, I'm back. Yes. And I'm, uh, I'm bigger than a bread box. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me back. It's a pleasure as always. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Just Love it. you're wearing a really lovely shirt. Yes, I, I'm wearing the Weed Smoking Goku t-shirt that, that Hugh got me for Christmas a few years ago. <laughs> it's such a good... It's know, such a good... The one that, in all of our dreams... <laughs> I dress for the job I want. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, should we jump in with our first bit? So first up, we oh, have... Okay. Pop Quiz, Hotshot! Okay. Okay. 2021. Okay. Labour. The Labour Party of the UK. They've had a lot of rebrands. See, this is why I didn't want to do this at all. Okay, not, go on, let's talk about it. That's not real. That's not a party. <laughs> they have had a lot of rebrands, rebrands, and a lot of slogans in yep. 2021. You know who else had slogans? That's right, the Nazis. <laughs> um, so I'm going to read out a slogan, and you have to tell me whether it's a Labour slogan or a fash one. 
Might be Nazi, might be Italian fascist, who knows. Uh, you know, so basically, Clause 4 or Clause Barbie, uh, House <laughs> of Commons or Horse Vessel. First up, uh, community, family, country. That's I very, think that's very tells. close to the Führer King from Fullmetal Alchemist. <laughs> <laughs> Führer King? Yeah, it is Führer King, isn't it? Mm. Um, I reckon that's Fash. Uh, Say it again. Community, family, country. I notice you're saluting. I was putting my you hand... I was put your hand down. For the love my, of God, you put your hand down. I was putting my fist on my heart to see if... Just like, an automatic it, response. To see if it, would, if it felt right. Because if it's like Labour, it would just feel kind of like kind of limp-wristed fascism. But, no, I don't know. I mean, t- to me, it also kind of sounds like maybe a slogan for like a, an, an antihistamine. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, this is a tough one. Um, oh... Community, family, country. No, I'm going Labour. I will go Labour as well. You are correct. That is the Labour Party. Well done. Um, Next we have uh, security, prosperity, respect. George Kelly. Remember, it doesn't have to be necessarily German Nazi. Obviously, it will be translated if it's it's a a foreign fascist party. But, uh, you know. Say again. Security, prosperity, respect. No, that's fash. <sighs> they'd never offer us. They'd never offer us prosperity. You know, hey, maybe it's you know Romania. They don't have to keep their guard promises. Or something. Oh, that's a good point. Um, as proven. With the emphasis on respect over strength, <laughs> I'm going labour here. Okay. What did you say? I said fash. You said fash. It is in fact labour. Uh-huh. Yeah, close. Uh, next, Labour Group or Leighton Gowlighter? Um, Britain first. <laughs> <laughs> the way you're looking at me. <laughs> no, that's fash. Labour actually did say that last year, didn't they? I was gonna like. Not I know drink that's the name of a fast because whenever party, we, but... whenever I drink too much while recording, it just means more work for future Hugh, and future Hugh and past Hugh are on a shaky terms as is. But you're making me want to drink. Okay, I'll go with fast. I'm staying with fast. I'm hoping. I, that is literally the name of a fast party in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm quite certain that I heard an elected official for the Labour Party say Britain first last year. So I'm going with Labour. Okay, no, in fairness, that was kind of a trick question. Uh, Lisa Nandy did say in a radio interview <laughs> um, earlier on in, I think it was very late 2020, that we stand up for British interests and we will always put that first. And it was interpreted, I don't know, depends how you want to feel, charitably, uncharitably, but it was very Britain, 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 first, first, first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. So kind of unfair. So next, what do you think this is? Pseudo-Marxist or Sudetenland? Uh, work, family, country. This is kind of like the first one again. I'm going to say Labour. Because they've all been. <laughs> and it's breaking me. Work, I'm say Labour. Work, family, country. Yeah, because work, I know what country. the Labour Party mean by family. I remember being annoyed at them saying that earlier. 
According, according the according the uh, trad wife crowd, yeah. even, even though they won't ever get them. Yeah. Um, yeah, that seems like the kind of boneheaded thing that would come out of 20, 2020 labor onwards. 2020, I would look back to 1940, because it's actually uh, the slogan of Vichy France during the <laughs> Second World War. <laughs> um, next one. You got um, me. <laughs> for the many or 14 words. Britain is locked down, but the borders are open. Any idea why? <laughs> yeah, that's like um, I know that they have been trying to outflank Pretty Patel from the right uh, over the course of the past year. Yeah, that's like yeah. That. I will go with Labour. That is a Labour Party ad that ran during lockdown. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, but the borders literally weren't open during lockdown. No, they were not. <laughs> no, they were not. <laughs> I think they're open was... to people on boats. Why aren't people out there with like? pins on long sticks popping dinghies that's just a sensible kind of policy you expect from the Labour Party hmm. sorry let's ignore him and finally safe seat or Schutzstaffel you're very pleased with those believe obey fight <laughs> believe <laughs> obey fight um, see that's a bit much for like an official Labour thing believe and obey that, that being said that also feels like the like Twitter bio of nearly every single Labour councillor. That sa- it sounds like the Twitter bio of somebody who stayed in the who stayed in the Labour Party. <laughs> Fitz. Fitz, come on! <laughs> it's coming. What's wrong? We've got a very feisty boy. He is the fourth, the fourth chair. <laughs> you good boy, Fitz. Look at me. Good boy. Okay. Uh, yeah, that does sound like the the Twitter profile of somebody who like supported Corbyn, but was like, no, I'm staying in the in the Labour Party. Yeah, yeah. and is now down with um, going to Paul Mason's pro Ukraine march that he organised. Yeah. <laughs> Who seen that? that Paul Mason's march. Yeah, I did. Yeah, the Mason march. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Obey is a little on the nose here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go fast. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say fash or Labour councillor. <laughs> well, what's the difference? <laughs> you are right. That is the. Italian, it was the bio of a councillor for a ward in Medway. <laughs> <laughs> that was an Italian fascist slogan. Yes. Say the slogan again. Believe, obey, fight. See, that could just I could see a Labour, like, like a councillor of a like a Labour councillor holding a placard that says that when trying to move a traveller camp. <laughs> But it would have like little things of like believe the police, <laughs> obey the coppers, fight the travellers. The travellers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that all done? Mm. Cool. So um, I, I think Bobby got more than that. That's disgusting. Though. That still makes yeah. me bad. Oh, there's no points here. There's no winners. There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no winners, winners here. here. There's no winners <laughs> here because the Labour Party aren't winning. <laughs> okay. Okay. You ready, guys, for the first song? Yeah. Okay. So this one is Strong Britain. Great nation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, this one. <laughs> it feels fitting after the pop quiz. <laughs> Because this might be one of the single most fashion things I've ever seen this country do. I, this might be like 
biggest it's here. This might be bigoted or whatever, but I feel like younger nations can do this. A nation that like has had the same social structure. Hmm. It, it's very, it's very weak trying to sell this. Yes. And has a weird and loose relationship with nationhood. That's enough. Because so, it's just that on repeat. So what, what was for that? Hours. What was so that? It's, the, it's the, the, the Lawrence Fox Boys Choir. <laughs> pretty much. It was like it was some teacher, or it might have been a counselor actually, who wanted like who wanted schools to sing that. that um, the Department of Education. Um, they were going to encourage school. They announced that they were going to encourage schools to sing that to celebrate One Britain One Nation Day, which it said was on the twenty fifth of June. I guess they have been trying to do that because you know, we've talked oh, a while yeah. ago about the Bruce Forsyth thing, like mm. by British, and that had a song and everything. Yeah, it? and I suppose yeah, that that kind of like trying to be more nationy. Yes, you know. Um, it's but very... yeah, like you said, it's it's a thing that younger like, younger countries can get away with. Countries that don't have a history that's literally like not just a like nearly every country has bloodshed in its past, but this one is a particularly blood-soaked, disgusting monstrosity of a fucking country. And to, like, have, like, a bunch of... And also, it's such bollocks as well, because it's, like, released in the middle of um, last year, and it's like, oh... And there's, there's, a, there's a whole thing that's specific to Britain as well. Britain hasn't needed a strong sense of nationhood because at base, as opposed to superstructure, which is this, it hasn't needed, a, like, for a long time, it hasn't had, like, a strong national thing. It's a country that makes its money from international services. Yeah. Finance, insurance, intangible goods and it's why the country is imbalanced in the way it is mm. and i know like some ideas of brexit were meant to put it back to something mm. different but it <laughs> keep th- like that economic base then gets filtered up into culture so yeah. if you have a country that like starts to do a lot of industry and trade on its own with other countries you have a stronger sense of nationalism that's like marxism that's mm. how that works ignore the dog he's just rolling and having he was, fun he was he was clawing me he should, yeah. um, um, I think we'll give we'll give it a, give it a rough score as, as oh, we go along. Okay. Um, you don't have to remember them because we because you know we've Brexited now, so the scores will be in imperial. <laughs> so I give that, I give that a furlong. I give that two guineas, nine shillings, and sixpence. Cool. I give that a yardstick with the Union Jack printed on it. Perfect. Nice. Actually, I'm going to amend it. I'm going to give it a furlong <laughs> and half an apothecary ounce. Oh, nice. Nice. Okay, first up we have the Bazinga phrase of the year. You know when, like, you consume media and you read press releases and listen to the news and, like, you yeah, end yeah. up having, like, something lodged in your head that you recognise every time it comes up? Mm-hmm. This is, you know, basically my list of things that came <laughs> up this year. Um, first up, uh, X amount for Z day's work. So £65,000 for two days a month's work. Okay. Um, you had a lot of this this year, like... There was MPs corruption scandals mm-hmm. earlier on in the year, discussion about MPs second jobs, and you had things like, I don't know, Andrew, Andrew Mitchell, the MP for Sutton Coalfield, a senior advisor to Investec, for which he earns £12,000 a year for just two days' work. Ah. Uh, Margaret Hodge earns £20,000 a year for three hours a week uh, in as chair of Roll Holloway's College Council. 
these kind of things. Yeah. And it's not so much the amount as like the day comparison because mm. it feels to me like it's designed to just make you really, really mad yeah. without ever questioning it. Because like there's always something where you bring it up. They bring it up in something. And it's like, that's outrageous. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like setting aside the fact that no one should earn that much. Yeah. Somebody who doesn't like own the thing mm. shouldn't be getting paid that much, especially if they're an MP. How do you avoid conflict of interest like conflict of interest being raised as yeah. a thing how do you expect that to not be raised hmm. and the answer is you just don't talk about it you just raise the amount of money and you just don't talk about it yeah um and yeah you know the kind of thing where if interviewers or um journalists quote that number and if they were talking about tube drivers they would be incandescent yeah but oh they're incandescent over tube drivers owning earning like thirty thousand a year you yeah know? Exactly, and you know, there's none of the there's none of the language around. It's it's a an ideology free zone. None mm-hmm. of the language around necessity. None of the language around work ethic. Nothing like that. It's just stopped. Not even the necessity or of the job actually being performed, because usually it is. I was a consultant, mm-hmm. which means I got access to an MP mm-hmm. for twenty grand a year. It's a bargain. How dare you imply that that's what MPs as consultants mean? And it's like, yeah, how do you how are you supposed to? It's a larger problem with, I guess, the media reporting it as mm-hmm. much as anything. Because, like, how are you supposed to follow up on it? Mm-hmm. What are you supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Like, are you, you're not even supposed to. But the amount of times I've heard this year, like, when MP salaries get raised and that gets raised in an ancillary point and then everyone goes quiet. Mm. Drives mm. me mad. Okay. <laughs> uh, next one we have drawing a line under Corbyn. You might have heard this this year. Yeah, that's what I've heard a lot. <laughs> uh, you know, something like Keir Starmer is set to launch his new rebrand as oh, an attempt so to draw re-brands. a line under the Corbyn era. How many rebrands so are we on now? Are we on the fourth or fifth? Well, I may just have a list. Fantastic. <laughs> so this is so this is weird because like rebrand is a contested thing because they haven't said anything different. Mm-hmm. There has been no market mm-hmm. departure in most ways from the Labour right traditions and Blairism and mm. further back than that. But in a number of ways, there's not a lot different policy-wise from the Corbyn era. NATO, um... I no, know. there is. There's, like, there's substantial differences from the Corbyn okay. era. For example, no nationalisation of anything. Mm. More private... Okay, there was that, always... That, there was I was going to say, in some, they're, they're, in some areas... They're very pro-private business. Yeah, now, like, yeah. they're constantly saying... Like, but the I'm private talking about gonna... the kind of stuff like... The, the atmosphere in which these rebrands get taken is like, Keir Starmer's, oh. talk, Keir Starmer's talking to the CBI. You would have never caught Corbyn doing that. And it's like, yeah, he did. Yeah. Many well, times. Well, the main ways that they literally do divert from Corbyn it will be in an offhand comment on Good Morning Britain. Yeah. Where it's like, well, obviously we'd never nationalise anything. They, they haven't done it in like a big announcement thing. Hmm. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, so you had, let's see, January 2021, there was a keynote speech to an audience of business people in Birmingham. Uh, Starmer delivered the speech with not just one, but two Union Jacks behind him. <laughs> this was the rebrand. <laughs> did Corbyn appear with Union Jacks behind him? He, I don't remember if he did. I don't know. If but, he did, he didn't do it with two. Yeah, he didn't do it with two, so it's a huge rebrand. The more flags, the more patriotic you are. Yes. <laughs> Uh, February 2021 was the leaked internal report that Labour must make use of the union flag veterans and dressing smartly. But I was told that when Corbyn wore a tie, it showed that he craved power. It did. (laughs) But it wasn't a smart tie. Ah. 
Uh, we had May 2021, Keir Starmer draws a line under Corbyn with reshuffle. Oh, yeah, because he was moving Corbyn loyalists out, supposedly. Like Angela Rayner. Yeah. But like, but still, like, his part, it's like, there's still so many people in, like, who are involved in the Starmer thing that were part of Corbyn cabinets. Yes. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, okay, next one. Um, June 2021, that was when they introduced the phrase stronger together, which was obviously used by Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Um, was that used by FUPs as well? That sounds very FUPs. Yeah. Uh, that was stronger in... Stronger oh, in... Oh, yeah, no, it was stronger in I Europe, think was, but I think, I think that, that was been, a... I think that might have been um, a Scottish independence one. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. No, I think you're right. Yeah. Well, that's the great thing about that slogan. You can repurpose it to <laughs> to mean you know. absolutely anything and nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had July 2021. We had the New Deal for Working People. Oh. Don't know what that did. The deal was what deal? Why don't you get some jobs? <laughs> get okay. some jobs. Get some jobs, <laughs> and I will make those have you. those jobs will be there. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, August 2021. A month later, we had. Win the future. In order to have power, we have to win the future, which was where they started introducing. Actually, I want to talk about Tony Blair and how good his how how good his legacy was. I think that's a good that's a that's a good slogan though. Winning the future because the Labour Party could say that always that they're going to win tomorrow, and then tomorrow comes and it's like no, no, I meant tomorrow. Well, today it's now today. Yeah, I so. never said anything about winning today. Exactly. <laughs> September twenty twenty one. A month later, we had the road ahead, which was a fourteen thousand word essay that Keir Starmer wrote to lay out his direction and. Draw a line under Corbyn to put election victory before party unity. So this was another attempt to say, I really, really would like to win an election. And I'll do anything to get there. Which, you know, Corbynism never did. No. Uh, November 2021, we had Labour is back in business. That was where he made that speech at the CBI, where he said, Labour is back in business. The dual meaning is entirely deliberate. You know that shit thing. Um... Yeah, this is depressing. It's yeah, just it endless, endless rebrands yeah. that there is no functional difference between. Them. They, and they've done it. They've done it recently with the um, with the having to go um, stop the war and all that stuff. Of like, I imagine that they must have said at some point that we're drawing a line under Corbyn by being unapologetically pro NATO, which Corbyn was. Yeah. Although Corbyn did say, but Corbyn did do well, the Corbyn great, the grave sin, it, but like, the was, grave sin of yeah. saying that it's anything other than was, perfect. Yeah. Because Corbyn's position on NATO was that it shouldn't expand. Which is which? Which was? Which is a reformist view of NATO. Yeah, it's not a revolution. It's, 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 it's a pretty standard fucking view. Yeah. It's um. That's a we can change the EU from the from the from within kind of. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's a reformist view. It's not like. I was just sorry to say. It's like that was like yesterday or the day before. James O'Brien getting really arsy with the the very notion of implying that NATO, that defensive alliance, has ever done anything wrong. Um. Yeah, it's a famously set up to um, uh, stop communism from ever coming to Europe. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. It was. A, it was designed to stop specifically the USSR. Why it existed after nineteen ninety one? Well, because it's it's there. Because it's so great. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so Everyone just loved it. Um, but this this constant rebranding thing is mm. like, look, doesn't matter. No one is paying attention. Yeah. If it is, if it is wanted, it is wanted by hacks. It is wanted by people who pay religious attention to the news. Mm-hmm. So virtually nobody. Mm-hmm. But this idea that constantly refreshing yourself makes people think differently. Mm-hmm. Other than, wow, there was something wrong with you before, but now you're trying to make it better. Constantly mm-hmm. means that you're constantly wrong. Mm-hmm. You're constantly not what I need to have. And like, look, 
It's a fucking delusion. In the next election, there will be a heartless party who ne nevertheless take the necessary decisions, which will be the Tories, and there will be the soft-hearted party who don't quite have what it takes, and that will be Labour. Mm -hmm. There is no other discursive framework in this country mm -hmm. that works with two parties. Sorry, like, it's totally unfair, but that is the way it is. Mm -hmm. Like, they are the Liberal traitor party. They were yeah. under Miliband. They were under Blair. They were mm -hmm. under Brown. They were under fucking Harold Wilson. Mm -hmm. That is the way it works. That's yeah. what it is. Uh, next we have <laughs> Robert Peston saying, that's odd. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Robert Peston walking into a room being confused constantly by the existence of things. He looks, looks right at the camera and raises one eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's Boris's, the angle Boris is holding a phone... Every, every, or anything else. I've forgotten every time, about the phone. Every time something deviates from the perfectly balanced pearl of a world <laughs> Peston walks around in, it's odd. Yeah. So we had uh, him tweeting, Lord Frost went to Portugal to tell us our relationship with the EU has become a bit fractious and he would prefer a uh, reworked NI protocol that contains no checks. Um, I'm not sh quite sure I under yet understand the modus operandi of this government. It's like... He's lying. He's, <laughs> he's making it seem like he's doing something when he hasn't. The wallet inspector took my wallet, but he hasn't given it back yet. Odd. When corruption came up, he said, that is why the questions about when, why and how much Boris borrowed from the Tory party are not going to stop until all the details are in the public domain. I don't understand why he and the cabinet secretary are prolonging the agony for himself and the government. It's just odd. He also said, slightly odd that Boris Johnson does not appear to know that Wales is in the Euro finals. <laughs> and it goes on. Tory loans to Boris not being made public. Uh, why Keir Starmer's advisers would try and sack Angela Rayner without telling her. <laughs> Tory ministers keep calling nurses' pay rises an increase, despite the fact they're below inflation and are therefore a decrease. Why do they keep free Why did they, why freeze are they lying about money? Why did they freeze fuel duty when Boris promised to tackle climate change? And it's like... You're beating him over the head and going, because they're lying, Robert. <laughs> because they don't want you to think badly of them. Maybe he should do a different job. He wants another job he could do. Maybe kids entertainer. No, because like, kids entertainers have to tell the truth. No, but then he could really get, have like, to explain things to no, kids. He can't he explain things to He could be an amazing kids entertainer because he could do like the peekaboo thing and be as baffled as them. <laughs> Maybe he could be like Blippy, but like, you know, what Blippy was doing before he was Blippy. You appear to be confused. <laughs> Why is there shit in my mouth? Blippy wasn't the one with shit in his mouth. Blippy was shitting in the mouth. Oh. <laughs> Blippy is an alpha. <laughs> Blippy is a sigma. He doesn't even need to be an alpha. That's why he's not, that's why he's not on the Microsoft Word anymore. <laughs> he doesn't need to be there because you always think he's going to be. Um... Next up, we have uh, people react. Okay. So, for instance, people react to Noam Chomsky's thoughts on whether vaccines should be reinforced. That's a fun one because you can say that about like a single tweet if you want to. <laughs> I'm so fucking. It's like one of those small things, but like the level of obf obfuscation mm -hmm. of language that Twitter seems to use, mm -hmm. like when it's it's a fucking news service. Like if you mm -hmm. have that trending topics bit and you've got new mostly news on there, yeah. saying that. Is like not only are you not dealing with the idea, you're dealing not dealing with the conversation around idea. You're just saying, look, there's a conversation. Yeah. And like I know, I know it's designed to get you to click because that's mm. the most important thing. But it's so fucking ugly and mm. like 
so obviously as well designed to put distance between them and the thing that they're they're advertising, the thing yeah. that they're putting up there. You know, you're not commenting on the thing, you're not commenting on the, what people are saying about the thing, you're just saying, yeah, people are writing about a thing. So yeah. It sucks, I fucking hate it. <laughs> Next we have, um, I'd imagine that, or I would think that, when you're talking about lockdown rules. Mm-hmm. They need to fucking, I mean, look, maybe there will never be another lockdown, but they need to fucking stop saying, when a cabinet minister is asked is this going to be... Yeah. Are we going into another lockdown? Are these rules going to be enforced? They say, I would imagine that. That's mm. less than nothing. Yeah. There is no point in fucking saying that. Mm-hmm. Completely useless communication. Um, and finally, we have... This is something for the history books. There's a lot of cor- very bog-standard, bland correspondents mm-hmm. who seem to think everything is the first time everything has happened mm-hmm. recently. Everything is important all the time. Never stop watching because any moment now we might see the most historic speech an Undersecretary for Education has ever given. (laughs) And it's like, no, it's not your job to be impressed by... It's not your job to work out our enthusiasm levels Mm -hmm. as viewers. Do you know what I mean? I feel like carnival barkers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's funny how the more business as usual everything has become. Which in 2021, with the obvious exception of Covid... Mm -hmm. Politics did become kind of more business as usual yeah. because there's no threats anymore. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, the, no one talks about Brexit. No one talks about Corbyn. No mm-hmm. one talks about extra parliamentary threats. Yeah. Up until this weekend, of course. Mm-hmm. But as it became more business as usual, the more people used, this is the most important, that I've yeah. never seen this. This is unprecedented. It's like, shut up. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Okay. I know, so, I, I know what my vote is. Best phrase or best phrase, most, I don't know, significant phrase, whatever. Phrase um, of the year. That was the um, it's award. it's gonna be Peston saying. <laughs> oh, he does it so often. Are they? Yeah, well, are they? <laughs> <laughs> it's Peston being the first room being rolled, rolling into town, <laughs> being baffled by the concept of liars when he's been a political person. Was like he's the been involved... cor- was the financial correspondent during the credit crunch? Yeah, and was largely widely respected. I remember that in, as well. That, I remember that. And since he's become a, a talking head, a chat show host, yeah. he, I, I genuinely don't understand. He's just brain turned off. I don't, I, I, there's no other explanation. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to say him. That's, that's what you need to get your own, your own Twitter emote. You have little, <laughs> his little head appears when you do hashtag Bestman. Yeah, that is really weird. Yeah, you've got to be, know, a, gotta be a very special brain to have that. <laughs> Such a special brain. Yeah, yeah, I'm in favour of, of Peston. I, I do want to give a, um, a special acknowledgement to leveling up. <laughs> oh, hearing, hearing, we're leveling up across the political spectrum. Fuck um, yeah! First of all, uh, my culture is not your costume. <laughs> oh god, yeah, it's the gamification of uh... <laughs> of fixing northern bus trip bus journeys. <laughs> it's and it's such a meaningless thing because also it's never the first thing to come up. Yeah, if it's deployed in conversation, it's always. Um, this thing is a problem. What are you going to do about it? Well, of course, <laughs> Rome wasn't built in a day, and we've got many things. And of course, as part of the government's levelling up, it's like, oh no, it's just your reserve thing. That something like, will happen at some point. Like in the episode we did um, a couple of weeks ago on that white, the levelling up white paper. Yeah. Um, and it being pretty much the same as whatever came before. And they're really, they were really like scraping the barrel with levelling up. And I'm interested to see what the next one is. Because there'll be a next one. The next, uh, the, I mean, the next Tory election. Starmer's will been have using a thing. rebuild a lot, so it could uh, be 
rebuild back better. I mean, basically the same as... That'll, that'll be the Labour Party's one. Yeah. We're doing um, a stats respec. <laughs> we need to re-roll. We need We're to re-roll press... in the north. <laughs> it seems when we built the north, it had to, it real too many natural ones. But we're doing it again, baby. And you guys down south, don't worry. We're not leaving you behind because you're prestiging. <laughs> oh, that'll be it. We're prestiging. Oh, yes. They'll change all the logos for all the towns and counties. <laughs> Everywhere will become somewhere upon somewhere else. Yeah. Britain with roguelite elements. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Oh god, but leveling up is good. No, Peston gets it. Peston deserves. He's a special boy. He does. He's a special, special boy, and he does have his own little emote on Twitter. Okay, next song. This is this is the family that I was going to persecute. Um, and I do think they do deserve some persecution. Not the children, because that's part of the reason why I hate this so much. Is because who makes your children do this? This is, I'm going to assume, an Amdram parents. Ah, uh, they had kids and they couldn't really get back into it. Yeah, and it, was like, it seems like over lockdown. Over uh, lockdown, so okay. there you know. Um, this is the Marsh family, and this is why I extended it for like the songs from the last fourteen months, because this is we'll have to wait for Sue Gray's inquiry. This is five minutes and twenty seconds long. We will not last. Okay. Is that what it's called? We have to wait for Sue Gray's inquiry. It is. I love what kind of psychopath? Mm-hmm. Oh, those kids are—they look miserable. They look so happy, don't they? Look at the costumes. I imagine those are her robes from Oxford or Cambridge. <laughs> yes, Finn. <laughs> Pitt's just crying. He's right to cry. <laughs> Do you know anything about Sue Gray? No. No. They're just Lib Dems. They are Lib Dems. 100% they're Lib Dems. I'll, I'll wait They've never said that in their life. That's the whole point of party game. They did. There are a couple of things. What is the guy in the corner? A judge. Oh, I see. Of course. They really need to do some more like set work on this. I have no idea what they are. He looks more like Andy Warhol than <laughs> He does look like Andy Warhol. <laughs> Andy Warhol will get to the bottom of all this. Oh, there's one bit I wanted to get to. 
the chorus is so hard to deal with. Uh, what else are we supposed to do? It's completely out of our hands. What do you want? <laughs> what do you genuinely It's got some of the classic things, like you can see the reading the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Country folk. Country folk country folk. Country folk. Yes. Which ballad? Oh, that's Bridge after bridge. That's where I'm done. Um, you know that reminds me of um, with the, the the length, the key changes, the high concept lyrics. Um, you ever see that episode of Frasier where like he's invited to write a theme song for his show, <laughs> and he like brings in an orchestra and does like basically like a seven minute opera, and yeah. he gets mad that like. His dad just writes a little ditty going, How you do? I'm listening. And they yeah, go, yeah, and they go yeah, with that yeah. instead. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, like, there's so much, like, this is a really good one because it does all the things that I love. And by love, I mean despise about this stuff. First off, it's like, it's Amdram parents forcing their kids to do something. There's like the higher might, the like liberal appeal to the these notions of morality and decency in their yeah. shitty little song. Now, for, for a dipshit, what is amdram? Um, amateur dramatics. It's like oh, of uh, course, like, yeah, like um, like okay. like community panto. Yes, I know. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm, yes. Um, so yeah, um, the appealing to the the moral decency and the purity of civil servants. The bit I wanted to get to of like, what do you want to be when you grow up? A civil servant, and it's like. Oh my fucking god! Like they took all the worst bits of um, the British of state the, of the thick of it. <laughs> yeah, lived in all the liberals did with like the fumpy shit. All of them. They they looked, but they didn't pick up on the fact that like civil servants are fucking scumbags. Like I'm sure there are plenty of civil servants out there who are nice and try to do things you know nicely. But the ones who get to do inquiries, <laughs> all I'm saying is right. Sue Gray took a I think three year. I think it was three years. I, I might be wrong about that. She took a sabbatical mm -hmm. in the middle of her civil service uh, mm -hmm. job to open up a pub in Northern Ireland. Hmm. And she came back to the civil service and came into a high job. That's all I'm saying. I'm not, like, saying nothing. But, you know, I mean, there's plenty of people who quit their high-paying government job to go and work in retail in Northern Ireland. Just, I think it's very normal. <laughs> it's just a normal thing. Just a very normal thing. How many views did that video have? I had loads, because that was all over fucking Twitter. It's all you! <laughs> it's not like um, there was one that I... Um, 222,000. Oh, good grief. That's too it's many. It's not, not um, like there was there was one guy who had a couple of songs... All right, they're fair game. ...that he didn't deserve... He didn't get into this list, because um, I was all of his views. <laughs> and it would feel really mean to, like... And how many hey, man, 300,000. I, <laughs> I plucked you out of obscurity. To put you on my podcast with its small listenership, 
to be mean to you. <laughs> but to be fair, in one of the videos he's done, doing it with his dressing gowns really opened up so you can see his hideous chest tattoo. What's disappointing about this is that this isn't even a grand ideological project. Like, no. you say what you want about the EU, it is a large thing. Mm-hmm. This is about a small inquiry that ultimately, like, they shouldn't have done it. <laughs> but it's its result will be, if if it comes out it will be hurt feelings yes and your frankly your feelings are already hurt because they did meet up and they had wine do you know what yeah. because they do think they are different from you yeah. and do you know what, what a that's surprise. baked into the fucking english state and always has been mm-hmm. and until people like this get their fucking heads around it they will continue making this terrible twee judgments about things yes. it's real like teacher teacher they broke the rules yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Everyone, well, everyone loves those people, though. Yeah, I don't understand why they're them. not more popular. The Lib Dems have been screaming, why aren't, why aren't I more popular for telling <laughs> on those kids smoking for years? Okay, what'd you give it? <sighs> that, is a, that is a high one because it's, the stakes are so low. Mm-hmm. To make a whole thing and force your kids to do it. <laughs> Ooh. They've made their kids performing a lot of songs. Like songs about um, prostate cancer. <laughs> what? Like have it, having it, or getting better for about it? getting like checked for prostate cancer. They did. You're, you're, you're never too young to get a colonoscopy. <laughs> no, you're not. I would give it five assholes. Five assholes. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna give it a pint glass half full Ooh. with those children's tears uh, because <laughs> they really gave it their all in their performance but the sadness in all of their eyes oh yeah Fuck they were they we were finished this like they, the they they had some some very deep frowns <laughs> on those little singing mouths i'm gonna give them free swimming pool length free olympic swimming pool lengths because they put effort but those swimming pools are full of piss because <laughs> it's shit i think that's fair Ready for the next one? And I've next. started drinking. <laughs> we have a classic award. Yes. The Soviet Yugoslavia Award for Ignorance. This is the Stupidity Award, Short-Sightedness, General Ignorance, and Historical Revisionism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, There's going to be a lot of that, probably. Uh, first up, we have... Yeah. First up, we have uh, John Noonan, who is uh, was a NATSEC advisor to the Jeb Bush campaign and a okay. speechwriter for Mitt Romney in 2012. Oh, a man who knows success then. Mm. <laughs> a very, very powerful man. <laughs> Might make an enemy here. Oh, that's nice. What's strange and unique and weird and special about Britain is that they give all their land conquests back because people ask them to. What? <laughs> We're all sitting on conquered land. Up until Western democracies came onto the scene, the idea of giving up hard-won territory was considered lunacy. The Brits were also one of the first to take a stand against the eons-old practice of slavery enforced by the Royal Navy, blah, blah, blah. I just think they get a bad rap, is all. (laughs) Read that to me again. What is he talking about exactly? (laughs) They gave their land conquest back because people asked them to. I think he's looking at Canada with... Please. He's looking at the Australia. He's looking at the elaborate independence ceremonies of African colonies <laughs> and assuming that meant good relations, ignoring what happened the day before. I figured he was talking about Hong Kong or something. <laughs> well, I mean, that would be a perfect example. Yes, yeah. 
like Hong Kong, but then, you know, you're also not counting the ones that the British split up. You know, India, Pakistan, for instance. <laughs> yeah. A million people dead. Um, Kenya, and it's like right up to the fun. end of Hong Kong, it was like, we could try and nuke China. Because <laughs> that was a that was a, an idea that was floated for a while. There was a lot of political wrangling behind scenes about like Hong Kong democracy and what it would mm. look like and them getting really angry. And like everyone involved in the process said, oh, we didn't get what we wanted. So it was like fraught. Mm. It wasn't just giving it back. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Next we have uh, Lee Hurst, the comedian... Oh god, is, is that he's the guy? A, he's a real piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Is that the way? He, he doesn't have slip back hair because he's bald. Uh, he's bald he... as my co-hosts. <laughs> I'm gonna be mean. I'm gonna right. shave you in your sleep. But it'll grow back. <laughs> Not the way I shave it. <laughs> um, he has he, on his Twitter profile, not voting Lib Lab Con and proud COVID idiot. So you get a... Okay. Yeah, I 19, get a nice idea of what he is. 1940, young Brits give refusing to give in to Nazis. 2021, young Brits queuing up for jabs so they can go on holiday. Slightly, <laughs> slightly, slightly different, different situation, uh, mate. Like, I don't really get the comparison. Yeah, that was... didn't queue up to fight the Nazis. It was conscription. He he, yeah, but he, he literally found a way of getting out of conscription. They were only so he queuing up because they got a letter saying we're going to put you in prison if you yeah. don't. So, see, getting a jab isn't fighting Nazis. Hmm. Not getting the jab. If they just flat out refuse to get jabs and not wear masks, that is exactly the same as being conscripted to fight in a war. I, I bet he's. I, I bet he he has some interesting ideas about um, fascist groups in Britain. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he's very concerned about them. Yeah, because he was quite mainstream up until a few years ago. He was yeah. a proper would-be-on 8 out of 10 cats or something like that. Yeah, he was on, he was on he a was lot on of those. I think he was on a load of those kind of things until he went too far. Yeah, yeah, and then like carved out this identity for himself. Yeah, he is just, he is a one, like, he, yeah, he is a painful, painful bigot. Yeah. But also quite stupid. <laughs> Next we have... Carol Cadwallader. Hmm. Oh, there could be a lot in this one. Oh my, OMG, I am dying. I am deceased. The greatest £63 I have ever spent. Uh-oh. What was that £63 she spent? It was a 33 second video of Nigel Farage on, Carrier, on Cameo giving <laughs> Carol a pep speech about good triumphing overly evil and truth will out. Wow, she owned him. <laughs> yeah, cool. That's How much know. did she spend? Sixty-three pounds. <laughs> so, like an afternoon at the pub and a pack of fags. Yeah. How nice of her. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, the way you, you specifically said afternoon, not evening. <laughs> and um, specifically, um, good triumphing over evil. Nice, yeah. nice, bland statement that doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. That can mean. What? It's the Rage Against the Machine problem again, isn't it? The thing that you well, say. It's even, it's even lamer than that. Mm. It's considerably lamer than that. Mm. I've watched the Nigel Farage thing and he fully believes in what he's saying because he says something like, uh, I had people fighting against me all my professional life yep. and don't worry, Carol, good will triumph over evil and truth will out. Well, the, the, because, Carol, he doesn't think he's lied. Yeah, That's the thing, he thinks he's... Even when he has. Mm-hmm. Nigel Farage is... He's a he's a true believer, and his he he believes that his ethos is to make the world a better place, but for a better place for people like him yeah. of his class and race. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. good triumphing over evil mm-hmm. yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. and he didn't enter into it thinking, 
what I really want here is to spread deception. <laughs> what he thought was, I want this to happen. And I'll do what I want to win. And I'll do, do whatever, whatever it takes. takes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I said afternoon because you know for like you look at Nigel Farage <laughs> and you tell me that that man doesn't like turn up an hour early with a book. Yeah, but there's also two factors there in that. Yeah, 60, perhaps we're not so different. Because <laughs> there's time and then there's frequency. Yeah. And there's also you know what he's buying. And also automatically I do like an afternoon. <laughs> I thought sorry I thought you were referring to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one. Next one we have Paul Mason, the man. Man, so the Spice many. Lord, Spice Legend. So <laughs> spice many. There are a lot of lessons from Europe about how to stop fascism. Mm. I spent the last twelve months researching them. The main lesson is: maintain the state's monopoly of coercive force. Do it now. So, a <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, what what <laughs> sources was he uh, cross-referencing for his research? B. Do what now? What do you want the readers of this to do? Oh, it's just maintaining the state's coercive capacity. Oh, that's easy. I know how to do that. There's a lot of negative press that secret police get. (laughs) But if it hadn't been for the Okrana... (laughs) It reminds me of fucking... um, That bit in Braveheart. You know where, like, uh, Patrick... Magoon as the king um, mm. is like he's asking his son what would you do about William Wallace's rebellion and the yeah. son goes oh, simply send the magistrate to arrest him and it's like <laughs> William Wallace has killed the magistrate <laughs> it's exactly the same thing here <laughs> what do you think the state's coercive what's it been used for historically Paul what <laughs> mm. we're really close we're really close it's something on the tip of my tongue I just can't think of what it could be though <laughs> oh, thanks Paul my- Paul's so, oh, he's so charming. Next we have... Um, so this is a comment by a rando account called TLOZ Player. Mm-hmm. And it's referring to Robert Keith Packer, who was the man in the January 6th coup who wore the T-shirt with uh, Camp Auschwitz um, above a human skull. Uh, and his a sweatshirt bearing the phrase, Work brings freedom. Which was the English translation of... Uh, I bite my cry. I bite my cry. Uh, Robert Pesson said. German they say they're fighting the fascism, <laughs> but they're wearing fascist up. <laughs> Odd. Paul Mason says, it may be fascism, but it is coercive force, so I'll let it go. <laughs> um, so the, the tweet is... I think it's very respectful to remember Auschwitz, personally. <laughs> it's good. Well, this person thinks so as well. They were very confused by it. My initial reaction was to be as disgusted by this as everyone else. But then someone was like, do we know if this man is a survivor? (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, I checked his tattoos and all I found were bulk knots. (laughs) Are we sure he didn't get a bulk knot to cover up his prison tattoos? It was a number on his arm. It said 1488. (laughs) He says he does have survivor's guilt, but it's from a white jazz. Okay, that's that's pretty special. (laughs) See, at first I was like, oh no, you can't go picking on randos because they're they're all dumb. No, I don't tend to pick on on randos unless they're very special or they have some kind of either like actual position or like they have positioned themselves as a particular type of guy. Hmm. You know, it's not really randos. That's good. I like that. Um, but it is just. What do you say to that? Despite the fact that the guy, the guy had a long grey beard, if you remember the the pictures of him, and he looked old. He looked How like long? he could have been seventy. A survivor of Auschwitz at this point would have to be 
uh, in their 80s? In their 90s? Yeah. 90s, <laughs> like early Australia. Just use your basic brain. He might have been there, but he was not a survivor. Worked there. <laughs> <laughs> um, next, we have Tim Walker, the uh, oh. telegraph guy, I think. Yeah. Uh, he's a journo. Um, say what you want about Thatcher, but she grasped as a scientist the dangers posed by AIDS. And the hard-hitting Don't Die of Ignorance campaign was launched in 1986 when the death toll was far from the peak that Johnson is only now launching a hard-hitting COVID campaign. Yeah, her and Ronald Reagan, huh? Yeah. Thatcher didn't mention AIDS in her biography. She blocked national, behaviors on se- uh, national mm-hmm. surveys on sexual behaviour that would have identified how AIDS was being uh, mm-hmm. transmitted and helped research to actually give people proper advice on how to be safer. And I'm not being funny, but Section 28, mm-hmm. <laughs> where teachers and um, council officials specifically could not promote homosexuality and therefore could not talk about it. Mm-hmm. She is responsible for many AIDS deaths. But did anyone get HIV from a Mr. Whippy? Because <laughs> she stopped that. Depends what you do with it, mate. She stopped that. <laughs> there was actually one point somebody pointed out. Um, she actually once suggested that Don't Die of Ignorance should be used as a slogan, but it should be kept to toilet walls. Oh! Because of course that's where... Oh! That's where it's from. And I just... You... Sometimes, like, they really, really like rehabilitating Margaret Thatcher. Oh, yeah, they love And it. Tony Blair. And the rehabilitation of political figures is nothing new, but just... You're wrong. Yeah. You're actually yeah. wrong, specifically. Just making up stuff. At yeah. some point, a Tory MP talked about putting AIDS patients into camps. That's how bad it was in yeah. the late 80s. Fucking disgusting. Ugh. Uh, okay, next one we have... <laughs> okay, this is... Uh... This is Oz Katterji. Hey. So this was... My he friend. Was, he was commenting here, commenting on the, uh, the Financial Times admitting that it was wrong to back austerity. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, I was wrong on this too. I was basically still a kid, but after the financial crash, what many people in my generation wanted was financial stability and security. Right. I, yes, of course they did, but also they actually wanted answers. They actually <laughs> wanted fucking revenge. I know because it was one of them. <laughs> My biggest political regret in life is not voting for Gordon Brown. It's crazy how the deficit isn't even a topic of conversation. He so voted Lib Dem. He did, yeah, one hundred percent. We're talking about two thousand ten here. Yeah, okay. This would yeah. be yeah, two thousand ten. In two thousand eight, it was virtually the only thing anybody talked about. It made discourse around Brexit seem measured at times. Oz, Oz, Oz. You've yes. been hoodwinked. You've been bamboozled. You've been led astray. Run amok and fly out deceived. <laughs> of course they don't talk about the deficit anymore because they don't need to. Do you think they won't just bring the deficit back up again? In about a month. <laughs> oh. And like also, like that is like 100% wrong. Mm. Like Brexit was way, way more intense than oh, discussions yeah. around the financial crisis. Oh, yeah. Way mm. more. Yeah. Well, for a start... There's much more of a culture war around it, for one thing. Yes. When we weren't allowed... Like, people who had our views on um, austerity weren't really allowed on TV. The closest you'd get is... Um, ah, Jack Monroe. Um, would be someone like that to say, um, eat um, the cheapest rice. Yeah. I specifically remember the moment when... Which is useful, but, you know... I specifically remember the exist, moment, because there's, the there's also a very big hole in this, as there are in a lot of those kind of like agrocentrist things when they start talking about them. There's a big hole in the middle of his 
recollection here, which is the exact moment they stopped talking about bankers and started talking about state spending. Mm -hmm. And that never got picked up again. It's yeah. called propaganda, Oz. I, you claim to be really, really good at this, so you can't recognise when something <laughs> well, no, is strategically not, dropped and picked up again. He's a financial journalist. He's a war correspondent. So, yeah, so what would he know about propaganda? <laughs> well, he's a war, he's, and the only reason he's a war correspondent is he's so short that he's not classed as an enemy combatant. <laughs> so he thinks he's immune. He's so short he couldn't see the deficit. Yes. Oh. No, that's fine. <laughs> You're allowed to be mean about people being short. Come at me, short kings. I'll take you all down. No kings. I will not be free as a tall man until the last short king is hung by the cassock of the last short bishop. <laughs> For too long, I felt persecuted at me being, what, just under six foot. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Next, we have... Uh, oh, Sarah Ditton. Here mm -hmm. we go. Um, can't believe they're bringing back Sex in the City. Such a problematic show. Look at this idea of a gay club. Oh, hang on, that's The Sopranos. And then they include a picture of uh, Vito mm -hmm. from The Sopranos, who, if you remember... Oh, when he's wearing like the little leather cowboy hat. The little leather, 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 hat. The leather cowboy hat, and he's in the gay club. And it's shocking, because I think it's like the first time you've seen that character and he's gay. Yeah, that's how you find out he's... Um, he's yeah, because he's like a biker daddy guy it's just like oh i'm sorry i forgot to separate my watches out based on which of the which sexual like orientation i support t today hmm. i don't understand like aside from anything that veto storyline is genuinely heartbreaking hmm. because it's a gay storyline you have you don't you don't really see that much no in a show where you did not expect Especially it to there. necessarily come up and it's very heartfelt and very horrible yeah um, so it's not, it's not a, like, it's not a worthwhile comparison. There was a lot of comparing mm. Sex and the City and Sopranos for some reason among the idiots. Yeah, a lot of that came because of, um... They're both on was, HBO. They both start with S. Well, because yeah. the, I mean, they did start around the same it was time. Because, they did, yeah. Well, no, it's because Sex and the City was coming back and that, yes. the thingies, the, oh, I forgot what it's called, that film of young um oh young many Tony. saints of newark yeah. came out didn't it yeah, um, and it's like oh people are all saying like sex and the city shouldn't come back but they're all happy about sopranos coming back and that's just misogyny and it's like well no i don't think people were people, that happy people sopranos like is a there were some people who were happy about sopranos coming back they were idiots yes and there were like a load of people who like sex and the city shouldn't come back because it'll be shit because they'd just seen like two films that were fucking hot garbage <laughs> Yeah, this isn't a gap of like the Sopranos. The Sopranos gap is like what sixteen years or something, mm. and the gap in Sex and the City is like seven, mm. eight years. Yeah, I, I I don't know if I'm an idiot. Um, I think I probably am an idiot, but I don't understand what she's trying to say here. Um, I think it was part of the whole like um, this is just people that. like Sopranos. It's are, people are a people were saying that Sex and the City is problematic because their 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 portrayal of like gay characters is very cliched, mm -hmm. and it is quite cliched. Um, but there are leather they were daddies. Also, yeah, they were also saying there are middle-aged leather daddies. It was it's a also thing. taking one frame of one scene of the gay storyline in Sopranos and saying that was the whole thing, hmm. and turning it into a kind of like gendered, a, a gendered thing. When she'll you know, do that, so, so I mean, we'll do that. Like the as in the the fandom and the liking of yeah. that thing is gendered. Not even the shows, which are obviously there hmm. are there are gender differences. In, those shows are gendered to a certain extent but like 
I don't know what you want. Like, <laughs> don't, don't, I remember when the, like, the conversation about all this stuff was going on. I did watch both. Yeah, I watched both. Yeah. The thing is, like, Sex and the City had its moments. It was mm. there were some there were some bits for the, for the late nineties were mm. kind of interesting, but it it's aged far more poorly than Sopranos mm-hmm. because they're all rich. Yeah, and there's rich in Sopranos, but they're like yuppie rich. Yeah, yeah, they're like in their shitty. Well, part of the richness in um, Sopranos is kind of funny because they're like in their shitty McMansions in fucking Newark. Yeah, and they're also they're they're all just dopes. Yeah, you know yeah. they're all fucking dipshits. Yeah. Whereas in Sex and the City, it's more of like a upwardly mobile uh, professional yeah. woman. It's kind of more of an aspirational thing yeah. than just uh, a portrait. The portrait of a uh, quite a heartfelt portrait of weirdness that The, the yeah. Sopranos was, but like um, portraying a you're portraying a gay club in a piece of media mm. and uh, gay clubs and sex clubs, whether they be gay or straight or um, for for everybody, they're inherently farcical because yeah. sex is quite inherently farcical, yeah, and yeah. Um, sex in public will be it will be exaggerated. It is like yeah. a, a safe space for you to explore an outsized sexual identity. So, uh, of course, like yeah, there's going to be stereotypes. He wasn't just like walking down the street <laughs> being like, "I'm so gay." Yeah, you know, he never, he it, it's like, like his like his it's um biker hat and I think it's like he's a, not Tobias a, a in Arrested Development. Yeah, exactly. Like, yes. You know, yeah. um, it, it, it's he's he's in his he's in his his space and he's expressing himself. Yeah. I don't see what's particularly wrong with that. And Sarah did it. I think you should stick to Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> Try make your it, children do the washing up. <laughs> they make it very clear in that show as well. It's like this isn't a case of him being gay and the normal risks you would run mm. interacting with society. He's in an organisation that specifically, if you are gay, you they will kill you. Mm-hmm. Like, there is no if or but. There is no, like, them being scared. Like, I mean, they are, like, gay panic. They won't use gay panic defence or anything. They will just kill you out of a matter of course. Like, yeah. that's the background to that. And, mm. like, yeah. But, like, I think... As I you say, him exploring, him exploring a, a kind of farcical, like... Image or imagery of, but that's what that's what sex clubs that's are. That's what he yeah. was doing because he was going to another town and going to a leather daddy club. Yeah, <laughs> you know? but it's like, like it's been a long time since I watched any Sex and City. But pretty much all of the gay men in that are all like very high camp. Oh, extremely! I watched the uh, the most. Well, that's the thing. You want the gay best friend. Yeah, you know that's, that's the, the aspiration. I think there's even like a running like the running joke of like Carrie has her gay best friend and like yeah, they of, each have their like, gay best friend. Don't yeah. They? And they, in the, one of the films, they get married to each other despite the fact that they despise each other because they try and set them up thinking, it's two gay guys, they'll get together. And they don't. Eventually, they fucking despise yeah. each other. Uh, and it's like that, I don't know, not groundbreaking exactly, but yeah. it's part of the normalisation. Yeah, back to Minecraft, Sarah Dillon. Anyway. Next we have Russ in Cheshire. Uh, oh, no, one of those guys, that guy. Is it a tweet or part of his blog? It's a tweet. It's <laughs> part of his blog. Look, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> ready. kids listening. <laughs> Not ready to listen to that again. Human beings listening to this. So I, I don't. I don't really know who this guy is. Is I, I just know that he he's was posting like a, something about sucking and fucking. I think he's a uh, Labour blogger. It, who it would be better kind of if he did blog. post about sucking and fucking. I'm pretty he sure he that, did. Yeah, no, he, if he used no, that language rather okay. than the weird tweet, um stuff that he did. I'm not going to say. I don't remember. Yeah. Russian Cheshire. Russian said, Cheshire. Uh, we left India in 1947. And the mm-hmm. remaining colonies became independent Commonwealth nations in 1949. <laughs> Citation needed, because that's not true. Yeah. I don't deny we robbed the empire, but we didn't rob it from 1950 to 1970. 
are you, are you sure? Are you sure right. about that? I mean, that? A, the bunch of African countries that didn't get independence until the late 50s and sometimes the mid-60s. Mm-hmm. Um, B, it's very specific. I, we didn't rob it from 1950 to 1970. Mm-hmm. Again, it would require a lot more scholarship on your part, Russ, but why do you think they left specific favoured nation clauses, for instance, mm-hmm. or that every single one of those African countries had a white English head of security <laughs> <laughs> advising the president very closely? With... With his hand in his pocket the whole time. With wonderful nicknames like The Butcher and (laughs) The Black Death. (laughs) Or I guess The White Death. (laughs) Um, Yeah, just just why, what purpose are you using that for? I don't understand. It's, um, it's um the the liberal revisionism of the British Empire is always delicious. What is what do you need the empire for if you're a liberal? Because like Russ and Cheshire is like a Labour supporter, right? And he's I a, so, a yeah. sort of soft Corbyn guy. I don't know if I don't I have think no he was idea. A what, I literally have no idea about his opinions on Corbyn because whenever I see his face, I just think of his sex blog, and it makes me my stomach like churn. <laughs> um, what what use do you have in correcting the historical record wrongly, <laughs> incorrectly? Yeah. It really doesn't matter. Um, okay, next up we have, um, this was on, uh, this was a couple of guys actually. Uh, this is Mike, someone called Michael Sharkin and Ben Judah, mm. the uh, mm-hmm. writer and Atlantic Council member who is basically a very much tamer version of um, James Bloodworth and Oscar Adjou. Um and uh, Luke Akehurst. But this was Everyone's on... tamer than Luke Akehurst. Even Oz Katagy <laughs> is tamer than Luke Akehurst. Yeah. Oz might take a breath before recommending that we use nukes. I don't think Oz would recommend using nukes as a warning, <laughs> which is something that Luke Akehurst has done. Like, you can fire nukes at, um, at places that, aren't, that are like not populated, just as like a warning. <laughs> you can, as a little treat. <laughs> Uh, but this this was on um, Sally Rooney uh, refusing to use uh, an Israeli publisher to um, translate her book mm-hmm. into Hebrew. Oh, um, this. Michael mm-hmm. Sharkin said, I suspect some latent pre-Vatican II anti-Judaism lurking in Irish culture. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Yeah, ben Judah. It's also influenced by Irish nationalist leftist anti-imperialism mm-hmm. associated by Sinn Féin. Mm-hmm. Mate, if you looked at most Sinn Féin MPs and such, not... <laughs> Not particularly anti-imperialist mm-hmm. or leftist, but okay, there we go. Michael Shurkin. People can be amazingly selective about which ethno-nationalist movements they condemn as racist and which they embrace as heroic. Yes, they can. <laughs> yes. Yeah, case in point. They can. Oh, I love the, um, the bringing back the, you know, the, the inherent anti-Semitism of the Celt. Yeah, it's been a few years we've done. I, I've always wanted to include at least one piece because it's like, what the hell? It's just, oh, like, oh, just no, stop it, stop it. And it always just turns into, oh, those bog-trotting mix, they're so ignorant. It's like, and Liverpool as well. Yes. And, and probably Liverpool. Manchester. I guess Birmingham as well. That's a, way of, that's a way of shutting out the left, isn't it? All I'm saying is they never say, um, they see, never celebrate the, Hanukkah. And you see, else. that's the kind of thing that I would imagine that being something on Twitter that you that you mm. might say, like, oh, they never celebrate Hanukkah in an O'Neill's pub. And then just a load of people with screenshots of the O'Neill's Twitter account just, happy Hanukkah to all our <laughs> Jewish customers. Um, next we have Amy Therese. Uh, oh, saying, this shouldn't count. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Amy Therese is like, I, I always forget what she is. She's just an idiot. She's a fucking moron, but she's like an ex-podcast host who went super, super post-left, which is to say, like, far wait, right. Far right. Yeah. Um, she's just some Australian. They're, yeah. they're mixed up down there. You know, the toilets run backwards and so do their brains. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you've got to stick up for it. We need more material. <laughs> Best cancelled host. Hugh for shortness and Rob for Australians. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. What will uh, it be for me? Stay tuned and find out. <laughs> um, she said, Amy Therese said, On a recent episode of What's Left Cast, I chatted with some people about Rumsfeld, 9-11, and the early days of the Afghanistan and Iraq invasions, including the fact that the entire US left was balls to the wall in favour of both, especially Afghanistan, it's the like okay. US left. Uh, this comes. This has to come with an asterisk because what they mean by US left, especially when you get all post left, is they don't mean, mean like John Kerry or something. Party. They mean yeah. They mean <laughs> they mean Obama. <laughs> yeah, they mean Obama. And it is amazing that considering I was alive then, that the US left and the worldwide left could be simultaneously pro Taliban and Saddam and pro going to war with them. It's absolutely incredible. I mean, just that's, change your that's, mind. That's why just we're, change your mind sometimes. That's why we're a big ten. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next we have... Okay, this is a rando. Okay, fine. Uh, at Sentinel Grave. A uh, lot of British soldiers also had a great time abroad. World War I was awful is a meme spread by lefty dorks like Hemingway and Remark. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you been to Belgium? It's delightful. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend taking a bike, though, because it's very, very bumpy. Jesus. Eating my moulet free in a foxhole. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, next we have uh, Dr. John Stanley, who mm. is a doctor. Um, Nakbar is an anti-Semitic term to describe the foundation of Israel as a country. Mm-hmm. It is specific to Israel, not including any disputed territory since 1967. It rejects the right for Israel to exist. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. <sighs> okay. Fine. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's pretty classic, isn't it? Mm. Um... And finally, we have uh, Helen Joyce. So this was in response to someone pointing out that the uh, TERFs and the anti-trans brigade were using Section 28 tactics. You know, somebody won't somebody please think of the children tactics mm. yeah. in, in their activities. She said, I'm also old enough to remember Section 28. And no, it wasn't like this. It was saying that gay people were perverts, would convert children to homosexuality, etc. It wasn't a child safeguarding argument. Not like these arguing for single-sex spaces now who don't demonise anyone. You're wrong. <laughs> you are fucking incorrect. That, that, that thing 20 years ago that is exactly like what we're doing now is, well, it's longer than 20 years Section ago. Section 28 years ago now, was but... specifically targeted at teachers and children. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. And in their and, minds to safeguard children from... And, and this is exactly what the, the, yeah. the transphobes and, and the turf movement is all about. you got to... You know, that's that's Linehan's whole thing, mutilating children. And, yeah. And as you know, look, they went after... They were funded by the same people. They were funded literally by the same people. They went after... Didn't they notice that the photocopies of what to do, it literally has at the top, like, homosexuality crudely crossed out on the photocopy. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that's, that's not definitely not the reason why they went after mermaids before they went after Stonewall. Mm. Mm. A charity specifically designed to help transitioning teenagers. Yeah. Mm. It's fucking scumbag. 
Uh, yeah, so, what's Ooh. your favourite? There are a lot of good ones. Oh, the, the rando with the, um, what's the survivor? Yeah. That's real good. That's real good. I don't know, I'm like, I, it gives me a little bit of pause because it's a rando, but it's really, really good. Yeah, but the other rando is also good with the, um, it's like it's so hot. It's so Rando's, nice to go all the time. Look, this is this is Twitter has allowed. <laughs> no one in the world is a rando anymore. Everyone in the world has put out words. It's to... it's, it's it's nice of us to platform smaller voices. It is. We should. Is. We should um, platform. It's like, for me. It's either rando number one or Ben Judah. <laughs> a Ben Judah and his pal talking about you know the nascent Catholicism making them hate Jews. The Holocaust one might be a... Might be a... Do God damn it. Okay, then it's Ben Judah. It's Ben Judah. It's Ben Judah, I think. It's Ben Judah, because one of us being pulled out the running Hibernia, for performance in Hunting Drugs. The Hibernian brain pan. Yes. Okay, the Funyuns are put away. The beers are retopped. Now I'm time for the next now. song. <laughs> yeah. Oh drinking. boy, we've we've still got some zingers. Yep, um, I've got harder stuff to move on to after the bitter. Um, okay, so this next song. Okay, it's really hard to choose one by this amazing artist. Artist, visionary. Yeah. Artist. Huh? Visionary. Yeah, visionary. Yes. Yeah. Renaissance man. Pathbreaker. Yes. Iconoclast. Cool. <laughs> Bitch man. Bitch Ben. Hey! <laughs> it's happened to me. Did times. you actually do that? Yes, it's happened to Did, me. Was times. that real? You didn't do that yeah. like as a bit. No, that's that's really good. All the time. I've never thought I've about that. I've never done that. <laughs> I've literally Genuinely searched like for Oh wow! As that. Haven't you seen people on Twitter calling that all the time? Oh, I don't know. I don't no, you stay away from that. I stay away from that bit. Okay, so this is this song of his. There were a bunch of like really nagging ones and some really smug ones, but this one is the Ballad of Dominic Cummings. Look at all of his faces. Oh, good. Now we can make well, four faces. Well, Boris and his helpers thought they'd seen the last of him, but now he's back. Unlike his dress sense, our future's looking grim. They'd watched him stagger down the street with his big old cardboard As a cowboy. <laughs> As a cowboy. They saw him round the corner they didn't, with gladness they didn't. in their hearts. He's then Prime went Minister. back to the job of selling Britain off for parts. But now right. he has returned, bringing horror, fear, and dread. And everybody's dirty secrets in his massive head. Let he should no not be criticizing people the size of their head. Hell, have no fury like a dominant yeah. What is that what, what, why, the bottom left? why do they all love him so much? Like a, I think that's just a bunch of magazines. What's happening? He's just whacking his jazz bags. He was there for all the meetings and in on all the deals. to the treachery, chicanery, and deceit. And you can be damn certain that he's kept all the receipts. This time around, he's got the I don't think he has. He's still in tea. I'll be honest, I don't think he has. Did you see that? Tabloid. He knows the whole damn story. He'll write it out for him and take vengeance on all those who did not appreciate him. Is this a pro Dominic Cummings song? It is. Yeah. I believe it is. Hell, have no 
Everybody seems to like him now. Is your idea of revenge on Boris Johnson that Dominic Cummings will come on and embarrass him when he's the most embarrassable person in the world? Well, yeah. Like, what do you think that's going to do? This video. Oh, hang on. Sorry, you need to hear his um his snivelling begging. Was made possible by the supporters of my Patreon project. Yeah, Patreon for that. Things while receiving great perks and rewards. If you enjoyed it, why not follow the link and join us? Joining other great luminaries with a, with a Patreon for his um, political songs like the Ukrainian military. <laughs> Tell me more about these perks and rewards. <laughs> premium Discord. Oh. Is, it, is there a premium Discord? Well, yeah, he's gonna have. Well, yeah, do, you could, do you I could get, just set up one that you don't invite anyone. You get a special color for my name. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. You get to use special emotes on his um, Twitch stream. I just, I don't. He doesn't know how to use Twitch. He went from <laughs> Dominic <laughs> Cummings. Do Dominic it. Cummings went from the master of the world. Mm-hmm. To oh, he was he was the evil puppet master, right? Uh-huh. Nothing. Uh-huh. And you think. He's now going to spill all of the amazing. They're p- portraying this, this amazing secrets. Portray, yep. Portraying yep. this catty old queen as if he was Steve Bannon. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's talking about PJ Masks to ITV News <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, that one got in there because it, I think, it, like, not only is it terrible. Um, How quickly like, they fucking forget? They were all c- clutching pearls about him, like going for an eye test at a castle or whatever. A year yeah, ago. yeah. There was yeah. A, um, it. It's the beautiful, the liberal pivot is gorgeous. So, yeah. you know, the, Suddenly and that, that like perfectly encapsulates it. It's like him, as Dominic Cummings is brave cowpoke. <laughs> but yeah, that kind of, that liberal revisionism is just gross. The music is, as always, lackluster and unimaginative. He does do an accent. That gives him something. I yeah, also, like, you can't... Free... Hmm. Free quarts of cowboy beans. <laughs> When you're throwing the dartboard, the darts at your dartboard of what genre should I do, and mm. cowboy comes up, mm. no, sucks. <laughs> I would only give this one out of place Thucydides reference. <laughs> As a cowpoke myself, yes, I like to consider myself to be, to be a bit of a as a boot scooting baby, a boot scooting baby, a Coca Cola cowboy, if you will. Um, I, I, I'm not one for Law and Order. However, uh, in Mitch Ben's case, I'm going to give him three American life sentences. <laughs> Good God. I love my country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.